coming to you from the Agency World Headquarters in Toronto, Canada. We are the Agency. My name is Eugene. And I'm Candy. Hi. And yes, we're, we're still in the same room. Another we episode are. from the same room. We are. It's going to seem like I'm here for weeks. <laughs> um, I'm pretty excited. Or listen, anything you want to tell me, like Jack Darling Park or well, Bonnie we were, <laughs> or up well, to date or... I don't really have a lot. We were just... Just before you got over here, yeah. we were out at Jack Darling Park, um, running and playing with all the dogs. Uh, right. Bonnie was having a great old time. Um, but uh, but that's really it. Okay. Uh, well, you made an outing yesterday. We went to see Dr. K. We did. We, we intended to record. We did intend to record. We did not record. We got, we we got derailed. We got, we got derailed, derailed along the way. And he did recommend some things for us to watch, which we will watch. I'm catching up. That's right. So we'll have to do it another time. That's right. We're going to do At some point, we're going to do a special episode on... Uh, uh, on uh, the film um, what's News film of the called? World. News of the World. Yes, and he did recommend Boston Strangler, which I watched last night. Oh, did you? Yes, it's very good. I really enjoyed it, uh, and I highly recommend. Where's it streaming? It's on Disney, so I guess you're not going to be able to watch uh, probably it. Probably not. No. All right. Well, well, today we have another special little yes, episode. We do. Uh, we're going to talk uh, about um, the 2019 film Midsummer. Right. Uh, you may remember. Regular listeners, uh, a while back we did uh, a special episode on the folk horror film Wicker Man. That's right. And With there the... aren't a lot of films in the folk horror genre. No, we should probably figure that one out too. <laughs> like just how many um, there actually how are. How many there are. And we had a guest, we had uh, Special Agent David, um, and he came on and talked about us. And we talked about coming back and talking about something else. In fact, it would have been fun to get him to talk about Midsummer because I bet he likes it. I'll bet. I'll bet. We'll have to ask him. So tell tell me a little bit. Of, let's talk about the the general plot. Okay. Um, uh, the reason, first of all, I, I mentioned uh, Wicker Man is uh, it is the same genre, but also um, both both films uh, feature outsiders who go to an out of the way place yep. where there is a cult commune, <laughs> and they fall into the clutches of. The people living there, right, um, who have their own agenda. Correct, and I would add to that. I would say Straw Dogs, Easy Rider, Deliverance, and Wicker Man. I would say kind of all fall into the similar oh, clash I, of so-called civilizations. Yeah, Cl yeah, clash of societies, clash of values. Sure, the values thing could be it too. All right. Um, so this is directed by uh, uh, Ari Aster. It's a long film; it's about two and a half hours long. Mm -hmm. um, it stars. Uh, Florence Pugh and Jack Rayner. I'm not sure if I'm pronouncing Florence Pugh's name right. It's P-U-G-H. Yeah. Um, you can pronounce it any way you want. Yeah. We probably should have found out what other things she's in. I, I wish I'd done that. I know she presented at the Oscars. There's also William Jackson Harper, who you would know maybe from Peter Patterson. He had a part in Patterson. He's also in the TV show that was very enjoyable I watched called The Good Place. And he was in a movie called All Good Things. All Good Things was the director who eventually worked on The Jinx. You remember that HBO creepy murder oh, story okay. where he interviewed him? And what happened was Robert Durst, the main um, subject of The Jinx, saw All Good Things, which was a fictionalized account of him murdering his wife. And he contacted the director and said, maybe you should talk to me. Ooh, yeah, crazy, huh? Yeah. So that's a sidetrack. Also, um, I want to say, I'll try to, Wilhelm Blomgren. Elora Torchia, Arthur Maloney, 
and Will Poulter. I've probably butchered those names. Sorry and about that. It's a, it's a film that was yeah. uh, recorded. The American parts were recorded in America. Huh. And uh, much of the rest of it was filmed in Hungary. And uh, Hungary was representing Sweden. And one of the reasons apparently they went to Hungary is because in Sweden, you're only allowed to uh, film for eight hours a day. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. Those which madcap is, Swedes. Yeah. Eh? Which is funny because if they filmed in Hungary, it wouldn't have been 24 hour sunlight and they wouldn't they would only be able to film in eight hours anyway. So it's kind of ironic. Well, then, I mean, just because you're filming some uh, the land of the midnight sun doesn't yeah. mean you have to do it at night. No, that's true. And you could you could light it. That's yeah. true. So um, I, gonna, I call this movie uh, Murder at Ikea. <laughs> <laughs> that's a, a great name for it uh, I'll, I'll give you just a little yeah. uh, plot uh, summary um, some psychology students from America um, know each other a group of yeah. friends there's a boyfriend girlfriend and uh, the girlfriend played by uh, by Florence uh, Pew, she has a horrible disaster in her family. Oh. She's really worried about her sister because her sister has been suicidal and she's trying to, to reach her and she finds out that her sister not only committed suicide, but also killed the parents by filling the house with carbon monoxide. Yeah, it's so gross. Um, and, and so she's devastated by this. Mm. And um, meanwhile, her boyfriend and his buddies are cooking up a plan to go to Sweden. They've been invited to go to Sweden by this other student who says that, you know, there's this midsummer ritual where I come from back in my hometown. Mm -hmm. um, you ought to come. And these kids want to go. Um, and there's a discussion among the, the kids. The, the boyfriend is, he's thinking he's going to dump the girlfriend. Right. Um, but is, her family has had a family annihilation. That's, that's right. So he's not going to say he wants to dump her. And knowing that she wouldn't go, he was going to invite her to go with them to Sweden. <laughs> right. He but thinks, of course she goes. Right. I just want to add before I forget is that this is generally a horror, horror film and it's scary. It's disturbing. But the scariest part of the whole thing is the dynamic between the 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 female character and these four college friends. I am so triggered and creeped out by it. To me, it's the worst horror because it's a sense of gaslighting, lying and secret talking behind her back. And she comes in and she doesn't know why she's having this intuitive bad feeling. Yes. Now she's got really, really bad judgment going to Sweden with these guys. Sure. Uh, but I mean, it's understandable. She's just had this horrible disaster. And, you know, the one thing she has in her life is this relationship that maybe she can cling to. Mm -hmm. But I mean, her boyfriend's just a total loser. She's a total loser. Now, and I want to add that, that this is part of the important part. You've just seen uh, a life that happens to a lot of women is that it's a gaslighting. You, We can say she should dump this guy. He's an asshole. They're all jerks. But she can't see it. She intuits it and she doesn't know why. That is super, super important. Yes. Um, that, that is why some people stay in these environments. Because they're not, there's no evidence. There's no like logic. Maybe if she had girlfriends around her, they'd be like, this is boring. What would it feel like for a guy, uh, a guy to walk in with a bunch of girlfriends? There might be a dynamic there too, but it's not the same paranoid dynamic. This is something that happens definitely in some circles of social life with young people. Maybe old people too. I don't know. So anyway, good summary. So right. they so they go to Sweden. Yep. And the first thing that happens <laughs> is, 
hey, let's take some mushrooms. I know. I was so surprised <laughs> by this. I was not going to watch this film because I've stopped watching horror films. And I keep seeing it. It comes up on my, you know, as soon as I turn on my TV, Midsummer has come up for years. And I'm like, no fucking way I'm watching it. But I did, a number of people have said, you have to watch it. So I am so glad that you decided to watch it with me. It, it made it more fun. So they have their mushroom trip. And she has kind of a bad trip. And she gets separated from everybody else and um, she wanders off and falls asleep and they find her like the next day. Yeah. Um, and it's instructive because throughout the film, once they hit Sweden, <laughs> they're always having some tea or some kind of concoction. Herbs or food um, of some which, kind. And, and clearly there's a hallucinogenic element throughout the film um, and they, they continue to... Uh, to nurture that part of their experience. Yes. Uh, so. I keep hitting the mic. Sorry, everybody. Uh, so um, there's drugs involved throughout. Yep. Um, and when when you get to where um, to where their friends, relatives and mm -hmm, friends are, mm -hmm. we learn a little bit the about whole family, him. Community. He's been orphaned and he's been raised by this community. The friend that brought them to yes. Sweden. Yeah. Um, and so they're they're hanging out and two of the guys, the boyfriend and one of his pals, they're both vying to do their dissertation on this village. Right. Um, especially after they, they discover that this isn't just an ordinary village. It's a village that has... Uh, they live as a commune, but they have a, a suicide cult. Oh, yeah. Um, and what they discover is that when you get old at a given 72. time. 72. <laughs> you go up to the top of a cliff and you dive off the cliff. And they show these these dudes diving off the cliff with great realism. It's, yes. it's very, very jarring. It is. And at one point... Um, Buddy lands, but he doesn't die, and he's writhing around on the ground. But no matter, because as part of the ritual, they've got a guy with, it looks like he's got a mallet, but the mallet is about eight feet long <laughs> with this great big head on it. And he goes over and he starts um, clubbing this guy to death, yeah. mercy killing, mercy essentially killing, because sure. diving off the cliff didn't quite do it. He landed on his feet. He went straight down. <clears throat> You should have gone ahead first. Yeah, really. Yeah. If you're going to do the suicide yeah. cult, yeah. do it right. And it is disturbing. And there's not they're not the only people coming from America or from other countries to this to visit this um, festival because it is a festival. It's also on an anniversary. It's a May Day festival. And the other participants, they seem like young students as well. They, they're screaming. They're completely freaking out. Like people were freaking out. The visitors. So the students. They want to study these people yeah. and their suicide cult. Yeah. However, what they don't know is that the suicide cult folks also, every year for this celebration, they sacrifice four, of, four people from their own village, mm -hmm. four outsiders, mm -hmm. and then they elect a May Queen mm -hmm. um, who is the person who outlasts everybody else dancing around the Maypole. Right. And the May Queen, of course, turns out to be the Florence Pugh character. Yep. Um, and she gets to choose. Is it going to be a random person from the village? Mm -hmm. Or is it going to be um, her her boyfriend <laughs> who, who it was handy. They also drugged the boyfriend so uh -huh. he's paralyzed. Uh -huh. So he knows what's going on, but he can't move. Right, right. And they tell him, you can't speak and you can't move. Sorry. Yeah. Uh, and he's just sort of like sitting there in some kind of vegetative state. But yeah. you can... 
you can clearly think. I also had the impression maybe they were going to impregnate some women. They were going to hook up and make well, fresh blood. That's right. And the the they choose because of astrology. They choose the boyfriend to be the impregnator. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, and oh, there's just this this incredible scene. They he's been approved to mate with this woman. Right. And when not this, his girlfriend. That's right. And when this happens. And when it happens, oh, there's all these other villagers around, all nude. Uh, they're all women, right? Yeah, they were all women. All women. It was sort of nude. like the eyes wide shut. Yes, and they're chanting mm -hmm. as they're fucking. Yes. Um, and, of course, the girlfriend sees this, and she's all freaked out. Mm -hmm. And so she's, like, in agony. She's going through the throes of, of agony because her boyfriend is uh, fucking this woman. Yeah. And... All these other women gather around her and they start going through um, the motions of agony with her. And they mm -hmm. chant, mm -hmm. they chant and cry with her. It's cathartic. It's almost like they were there to support her grief. Her yes. grief wasn't just the boyfriend. It extends to the loss of her family and her life. That's right. In a way. And yeah. so, so she's quite vulnerable and they offer her community mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, and they elect her the May Queen. Yeah. May Queen. Um, well, she outdances everybody. Yes, but you know, you don't see you see her outdance almost everybody, oh. and then all of a sudden she's the May Queen. You know what? You're right. So it seems to me that it was like preordained. They had already yeah. decided yeah. she was going to be the yeah. May Queen. You know, um, I want to say we've given you some ideas of the plot and the story. This is also an incredibly well made film. It's incredibly beautiful. Um, Everyone's wearing um, unique costumes that are sort of pseudo-folky. What you might think if you looked up a catalog of folk clothing. The buildings That's are right. all Or, or watch the Yes video. Yeah, the Yes video. Stop <laughs> it. Um, the buildings are hand-painted like pseudo-folk plants. There's also lots of creepy illustrative art on flags and, and posters. Like you see... Um, oh, and they have a book too. They have and a book. the book is full of these abstract... Dobbings. Yes, but one of them is a literal. It's a it's a flyer, and in fact, one of the young women that's not from this group but also came to the festival, you see her walking by it, and it's like a car a cartoon comic book. And at one point, it's right up on a vagina, and they're cutting the hair pubic hair off of it, which plays in later on in the film too. So you're like, what is going to happen in this movie? Um, there's some interesting things. Sometimes I felt it was heavy-handed. I'm just saying that because of having watched lots of horror movies and stuff. But I think for a, a new, a new, a person not familiar with some things, it would be very fresh and invigorating. They have refreshed the Wicker Man um, franchise. Franchise. I want to say it's a franchise <laughs> genre. They genre? It, it definitely yeah. blew open. It was made for about four million dollars, and it made thirty-eight million dollars on opening weekend. So he immediately had a career. But he's also a very good filmmaker. He's made The Witch, which was which I can't watch. It's too creepy. I fast forwarded through the to see the mise en scene, and it's gorgeous, um, beautifully designed, beautifully artistic. Um, and um, that was called one of the most successful horror films and, and best horror film. So um, he's they, he's pitted against one another, two groups. The one group, which are the young Americans, mm -hmm. um, which are who, of course, think they're better and smarter and more worldly than everybody. Mm -hmm. um, and they're going to study the quaint oh, yeah, cultists. Oh, this is it. They're, they're, they're elitist they're and they're elitist. arrogant. But the other group, the, yeah. the Swedish villagers, 
are also elitist and arrogant and arrogant well. yes. and far right wing. Yeah. Like they are, they are, the, they're fascists. Yes. So it's the, it's, they've set up fascism versus capitalism. Yeah. And liberalism. Yeah. Um, yeah. I agree. Which is a lot of fun. Um, one thing I want to say is um, it's why I would think it was heavy handed. Um, some of the photography is incredible. So at one point the car is driving to Sweden to this island and the camera, it, it turns the whole car and the road upside down. That's yes. beautiful. But you realize I'm going into Wonderland or I'm going into an altered mirror That's right. reality. And, like and they add the drugs just in case you didn't get that. Yeah, just in case you don't get that. Then the part that I thought was a little heavy headed, but still very interesting was picking flowers backwards. And they had to do this very controlled movement to pick them backwards. It was interesting, but I thought a little heavy handed. Um, there's a lot of body movement in this that they planned dancing. They must have very carefully choreographed yes. it. So and why do you think they picked Sweden? Well, or the imaginary land of Sweden, because that's what it is. I, it could be any place that's um, that's isolated. Oh, isolated. Okay, because um, I just thought like it in was... Wicker Man was on an island. That's true. This was true. in a place in Sweden where there's clearly nobody else but these people, mm, and mm. it has this stark landscape because it has to have cliffs that you could dive off of. Yeah. Well, I was thinking. I guess I was thinking a little more politically because it is considered tolerant, liberal, progressive Sweden. They have which full is pretty healthcare. funny because. Because the the cult is clearly the opposite of of, yes. of tolerant um, uh, socialism. Well, totally, because they actually killed the black character first, which I found really creepy. And I thought they even said something racist. They had some racist thoughts that I I thought were I didn't write them down, but it was disturbing. Um, and some of the body movements. See, there's a bit of a dig here because I've talked about the Waldorf School. I went and did a tour. I took a course, a little workshop on their dance movements back in Tennessee about a year ago. What's I don't know Waldorf if you remember School? that. The Waldorf School was created by Rudolf Steiner, unfortunately anti-Semitic, but it's become a very popular high income private school. Oh, okay. Many of their philosophies are fantastic. When, that, I, when know, I hear Waldorf, I, I, I think salad. Of, no, I think well the Astoria. <laughs> oh, Waldorf right? Astoria. And, and, yeah. and so, to digress just for a minute, yeah, please. when I was growing up, my dad had a friend named George, <laughs> and we called him Turnaround George because <laughs> he said turnaround all the time. Oh, gee. Like, I turned around and I and I went out and did some fishing, and then I turned around and I fixed up the shed, mm. then I turned around and did mm. this, and sometimes he would do a double turnaround. Mm -hmm. And then I turned around and turned around and I cleaned my fishing reel. I love that. Um, yeah, it was quite it was quite a, a good device that he had. But when I met him, we were chit-chatting about various things. And he said, oh, yeah, my dad was a chef at the Waldorf. Hmm. And I was really impressed. Yeah. I was like 13 years old or yeah. 12 years old. I and you thought, knew what it was. A chef at the Waldorf. Ooh, wow. Top wow. shelf. And, and I started to think, well, that's in New York. I don't <laughs> think they lived in New York. How oh. did that happen? Well, it turns out he was a, he was a short order cook at the Waldorf Diner in Toronto. <laughs> That's adorable. <laughs> it's just like a yeah. greasy spoon. Yeah. I love those saints. I used to say I landed up at the store. And in fact, I did a little zine back in Chicago with a friend. And when I wrote something, she said, what are you talking about when you landed up? And I didn't realize it was such a, a saying that I said and other people ended up. I ended up at the store. I ended yeah, up at Eugene's As long as I've known you, you said landed up. I've landed up. And I think it's from growing up by the ocean. I landed up. And went to oh, here landed and there. up right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, I landed up here. That's not weird. And then yeah. now I've really tried not to say it anymore. I got very self conscious and I tried to get it out of my So I'm gonna say I watched this in two parts. Okay. I watched the first 
half of it. Uh, <laughs> up to the suicides? No, uh, yeah, up to the, uh, just after the uh, the cliff jumping suicides. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then I needed a break from it. Right, because there's two suicides, actually. That's what's terrible. And I, I, my feeling was, in the first half, this was a poor pastiche of Wicker oh. Man. They're following the same plot line. Mm. They're not doing it as well. I'm not buying into all of this. But the second half was one heck of a piece of filmmaking. It really is. It was really intense. Stunning. And it just gets weirder and more involved and uh, really compelling to watch. Yes. Um, I want to go back to the body movements because the other thing is they did some chanting and singing. And that seemed directly from something called the course I took was on Eurythmy. Eurythmy movement art created by Rudolf Steiner for the school kids and to practice as a spiritual practice. So I couldn't help but feel, did this director go to Waldorf? Did he know someone from Waldorf? Is he taking a stab at Madame Blatsvi or Rudolf Steiner schools or that kind of, or just just incorporate it because it was a useful way to have a, you know, take from something existing to make a, a culty kind of creepy. Thing. The other thing you could say about the film too is it, it would, might be what you'd call a costumer. Yeah, it's definitely it's, a costumer. There's yeah, lots of costumes, right? And the, which the pe- helped you. The the people from America, of course, are it's clearer that they're outsiders because they're just dressed in like jeans and t-shirts. That's it, that didn't right? Help. And and they get to the the village in Sweden and everyone's wearing like white robes with sashes and and little embroidery on certain areas so like cliche what you if that yes. I also found that humorous yes I thought so yeah, too like it, there and, is and a it, satire it, feeling in to the it. first half of it it wasn't as effective but it got more effective as it went on but I think also because you get a better idea that that these guys have an agenda which is beyond being studied yes. Yes. Right, and they ask permission to uh, to study them. Yeah, and they say, and they oh, fight over it. Yeah, they fight over who gets to do it. To do this, and, and yeah. the uh, the the Swedes, you know, they're very nice about it. They say, oh yes, um, you can do it, um, you know, under certain conditions, but you have to do it together. Mm. But meanwhile, they've got this plan. <laughs> they're going to kill four outsiders. Mm-hmm. They're going to kill four insiders, mm-hmm. and. Um, and there's there's the one wild card, <laughs> the wild yeah. card choice. Yeah. Um, and I don't really know if we should give give out what happens. Well, at, I'm going to uh, give it out. Or well, okay, we're going to give it out because <laughs> so but, stop listening now. But yeah, spoiler, spoiler alert, spoiler. I feel like it was completely obvious what was going to happen, and that was not a problem. That was what I didn't know. Would I would be so passionate about it and agree with it? Um. As the female character, the main character, at the end of the movie, she is in elation. She is empowered and free of her grief. And yes, fully... and she's been taken in by the community, and yes. she's the May Queen, and she's been given power for the first time. Yeah. She has power, and she has to choose who's going to get killed. Is it going to be the boyfriend or the random right. Swede? So my giveaway is that for a woman to be free, she has to be a a witch. She has to be a supernatural hero because that is where her freedom is and she is completely elated at these guys being burnt to death and killed. Oh yes, the like smile is, is so it's creepy. creepy it's creepy wonderful. It's really, really <laughs> creepy. And then they have a big fire. Whoosh! Except I, that's the difference. I felt complete happy ending. I, for me, it was a happy ending. Isn't that terrible? But, but the, the villagers yeah. had this 
visible um, empathy for what was going on. Uh, Even though they were burning people uh alive inside this pyramid house, um, and the flames, they could hear screams and the flames are going up. Mm-hmm. Well, the villagers are writhing in agony as if they're burning mm-hmm. alive too. Mm-hmm. So they could feel the sacrifice that's mm-hmm. so important to their uh, cult, lifestyle, whatever you want mm-hmm. to call it. Mm-hmm. Well, I remember in One River, and I've probably quoted it a few times here, Wade Davis said something about the creation of religion came about trying to reconcile the fact that we have to kill what we love to survive. And so maybe yeah. that's part of it is that they 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 didn't seem hateful. No, no, not at all. And they seemed that they understood emotions. I also had the strange feeling maybe they went back to their day jobs after this festival. I wasn't completely. It convinced. wasn't clear. Really. It wasn't clear. It that wasn't clear didn't... if they off the robes and then went to work right, at IKEA. Right. Right. <laughs> or as doctors and lawyers yeah, or whatever else they yeah, did. Yeah, because they could have been fully incorporated into the culture of mainstream Sweden. Or they could be living all wearing their robes all the time now, in their isolated now, little outpost yeah. in, in somewhere outside well, of Eastad or something. You said something very interesting to me the other day when we said, oh, let's talk about Midsummer," and we were ta- and you had watched it. You said that there was a suspicion in your mind about the narrators. What did, did this, I say? You said, did this even happen? Oh, yes, of course, um, because you're introduced as soon as you get there, you're introduced to uh, hallucinogenic drugs. <laughs> and so we see them drinking the tea. Oh, what's in this tea? Oh, it's going to uh. make you calmer. It's going to make you accepting, mm-hmm. whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, they're drugged through, throughout mm-hmm. this. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, the question did, did arise. Well, is this all a hallucination? Mm-hmm. Is, is the, the May celebration, the solstice celebration, uh, is it... Um, something that they all just imagine up while while mm-hmm. eating the good shrooms. Mm-hmm. Um, it could have been in her and, mind, and then they go back to IKEA yeah. or or, yeah. or whatever. <laughs> yeah, it could have been in her mind. I think that's true. It's like American Psycho. Did Patrick Bateman really kill all those people? Because why could he take bloody sheets to the laundry and no one phoned the cops? So there is a feeling of like, is this that all? Was a, in that his... was the creepiest little bit yeah. of literature, wasn't yeah. it? Yeah. But it, it was it all in his mind. Was he just a very angry guy who lived in his mind thinking about killing all the women? Or did he really do it? Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And and there's no clue as to which it no, is. No, the, but the it, there's hints that it could be fake. And I think that you're right. When you said that, I thought, what a very interesting way to look at it. And I think that's what the inversion kind of means, too, is which way is this film running? Is it going, which way is the story going? Forward, backward, upside down? Yeah, what's real? What's real? Yeah. Because it does seem impossible, but I, I think it's... You know, because in our everyday life, we have all kinds of strange cults and sects and <laughs> um, groups of people with, with whacked ideas. Yourself. <laughs> yes, that is true. We do have that. Look at our Hollywood um, Harvey Weinstein cult and the Gillian Maxwell cult of sex, exactly. sex workers and slavery, human sex trade. So all of the that royals. does... Yeah, I wondered, yeah, the Royals, did he get inspired partly from that? Like, I'll create this kind of mirroring because Harvey Weinstein had already been arrested and, and um, the Ghislaine Maxwell had already story had already been breaking, I think, too. I mean, it was made in 2019, so it's very timely as well. Yeah. So quite an interesting film. Well worth watching. Uh, stick out the first half. If you're like me, you might find mm-hmm. the, the, the first half drags too long. And, and it seems in the first half like 
the boyfriend is overacting the part of being an idiot mm. and a jerk of a mm. boyfriend mm. and um he like he misses the birthday of of his girlfriend right, and right. and then uh, uh, pretends that oh he, he has a special mm-hmm. surprise even though it was clear that he had forgotten mm-hmm. and yeah. someone told yeah. him yeah um, so it seemed like it was almost overacting but after I saw the second part I thought no no the director really wanted us to get it yes he wanted to make it so crystal clear um, how this young woman was feeling. Mm-hmm. Um, amongst her bad relationships yeah. and and really the kind of abuse that that this guy was mm-hmm. it's it's sort of subtle abuse in it a way is subtle I mean abuse. That's he was why you he can't was put your finger that's on it. right yeah. I mean he was not um he was not screaming at her he was not um, hitting her right. he was not threatening no. violence but he was he was horrible dis- they were all dismissing her. And I yes. think that's one of the worst things you can do to somebody. And that creeping behind your back. They were all talking about her when she wasn't there. And like, no, pretend to ask her. I'm going to pretend to ask her. So there, she picked up on that energy, yes. but she didn't and know And she why. was a very frustrating character, too. Because like when they got there, and they're all going to do mushrooms. Mm-hmm. And she didn't want to do mushrooms. Mm-hmm. Right? So she, first she said, oh, I'm just going to um, sit this one out for now. I have to just get my mind in the right place or whatever. And then she starts to feel that, oh, I'm... I'm being like a party pooper. Mm-hmm. And so she says, oh, okay, I'm ready. Mm-hmm. And they're like, oh, well, I, I don't know. Are you really? And she's, yeah, yeah, I'm ready. Let's do it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but she's she's trying to play along. She's trying to be one of the guys yeah, in a way. She is trying um, to be one of the guys But she's like, she seems much more human than the other guys who are just idiots. And I think she has a little dissociation perhaps too from the grief. Maybe she's just not in tune with her body. I think that's part yes. of the story too is that the people that go to Sweden aren't in tune with nature. They're not in tune with, and and the Swedish cult is saying we're completely in tune with nature. We work with it. Whether either party is correct, they're both wrong. They're both yes. like control systems, and they're at odds exactly. with each other. That's exactly. Yeah. He's he's put two control yes. systems together yeah. Yeah. And, and and allowed them to clash. And isn't that what we're watching in the United States? Yeah, I suppose we're it is. We're kind yeah. of watching yeah. that kind of um, you know country mouse city mouse. And how do you negotiate um, body um, autonomy? How do you negotiate values? How do you negotiate? And every group of people has their rules and reg- rituals about birth control, marriage, all of those things. And yes. we're so-called living in this liberal part where it's going to be so much better. And yet both of those things are not so great. It did amplify that energy. It did. I think it's a 10 out of 10 film. I think it's... I'm so glad I watched it, even though I'm off of horror. The other thing with horror is that you get those kind of personality developments, maybe operatic, maybe distilled, maybe over the top in horror. Because you start to know who everybody is right away in a horror film. That's kind of the best part about horror. Um, is that you right away, there's no, there's no um, secret. You want to know who everybody is right away because that's part of the drama of the climax is... I guess everybody gets their due in a horror film. It's, I guess. It's, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I I suppose that I've probably, after this one, I've seen my probably my fill of, <laughs> of films where, A, anybody wears a robe. Yeah, you're over your folk horror. <laughs> I'm over my folk horror yeah. genre. I think yeah. I've had enough yeah. folk horror. I'm glad I saw this one. But uh, I probably don't need to see another right. one in the line of um, of this Midsummer or, or Wicker Man. Yeah. Um, and also, um, I've 
I've I I've quietly taken Sweden off my uh, <laughs> my tourism list. <laughs> I know. I wonder how Sweden feels about this movie. I feel kind of bad. It's like for that's them. what they do. They yeah. have they have IKEA and uh, and people in robes well, with I, a suicide cult. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. Somewhere like Denmark, I shouldn't just say Denmark and Sweden are the same. But you know, I was trying to think: is it something to do with socialism that there's this socialist? He used a socialist culture or socialist capitalism, I should say, really, um, because Denmark and Sweden are capitalist, but they're like Canada; they are social capitalist, socialist capitalist, and um, because socialism is part of capitalism. And or socialist democracy. Anyway, um, somewhere like De- Denmark is called the happiest, one of the happiest places in the world. But the argument is, is that because there's so little diversity? And in fact, in the Sweden cult, I couldn't tell one person from another. All the women looked the same, and all the men looked the same. Yes. I had to kind of pay also, attention, and it didn't matter. Am I incorrect about this, or yeah. did it seem that there were many, many, many more women than men? It did seem like it. It did seem like there was. There was always like a bevy yeah. of, of women around chanting her. and doing yes, stuff. Yes, that's and true. It her. did seem like there and, were more women. Uh, dancing around the maypole was all women. Right. So it could have been a matriarchal le- a right But wing. the elders mm-hmm. who were who were jumping off the cliff were all men. Oh, yeah. But there was one woman. She went first. Was At it a least, woman who went yeah, first? Yeah, a woman went first in my memory. I thought it was all men. Oh. Oh, interesting. I, I could be wrong. But oh. they did... They did um, uh, I think they were gonna they were gonna sacrifice one of their women yeah. as part of their four, okay. and I don't know how they got to four. I don't either. Um, but it, it's kind of creepy that you know. Uh, thank you very much, uh, buddy, for for bringing your friends to visit uh-huh, us, uh-huh. Um, knowing that at this time we happen to need four oh, he outsiders. Knew he knew it though. He was an emissary. Send your kid to college in America so you can bring in new blood. Yeah. Send your kid to um, Cause Rome we, cause and because we need them the in. new blood. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and you couldn't really tell how many people there were. Although there was a big table, it was probably about 50 people, actually. It was weird how they all ate together, too. And the food looked creepy. And then yeah. there was potions. And at one point, the the guy, he didn't want to drink the potion. He was over it. He got pubic hair in his food, which we already knew when we saw that illustration of pubic hair being cut. <laughs> that was kind of a creepy little bit of... There's a lot of creepiness well, it was witchcraft. in this yeah. It was a spell. Yeah. yeah. So there was a lot of spell making. It is a witch movie. Um, it doesn't say it is, but it really is a witchcraft movie. And you're right. I bet there is more women because it was kind of, they had the, the autonomy. They had the freedom. They were the ones in charge in their own way. And then she became in charge, which I was like, yay. Yes. <laughs> it was that's... like Ex Machina. Do you remember Ex Machina? Yes. And yeah. I was like, by the time she's out of there, you're cheering for it. I'm, like, I'm afraid of AI. And yet I'm <laughs> cheering for Ex Machina to get away. <laughs> Kill those guys. Leave them in their dust. I mean, I can't believe there hasn't been a sequel because I want to know where she's living. <laughs> so this is an oddball film. It's it's not a mainstream film, no. you know. I mean, it it would sound when you when you say folk horror is like a really specific kind of genre, right? Right. right. Folk and horror together. Well, it's this. That's what it is. Well, it's we're gonna have a, a guest on to talk about some of these ideas um, soon. Her name's Peyton. But one of the definitions of folk horror is. That you've got like Damien and the Omen and Rosemary's Baby. Those are all like devil. Or you might have a ghost horror. Or you might have a zombie horror. Folk horror is that it's actually the humans are the scary part. Well, that's that's right. And in in something where it's very Catholic, um, the the rituals are, oh, it's religion. Yes. Whereas here it's secular. Yes. Yeah, that's true. 
Yeah, there right. maybe seem to be maybe a it seems creepier to us when it's secular. Maybe it does. Mm-hmm. And when we have a romantic nature of the pastoral life. Yes. That could be part of it too. We think, oh, back to nature, it's so nice. Well, is it? That's true. But I mean, also, I think in the, in the mainstream, there we have some of that where um, how many uh, murder mysteries or Rockford filed episodes have we seen where they visit the American South? Yep. And in the American South, um, the evil sheriff uh, mm-hmm. gets away with doing whatever yep. he wants. Well, Deliverance and, and Easy Rider, that's why I think of them, because that's a culture clash again, or a society clash, or an educational clash. I don't know what, what it would be called. There's there's two two different economies at war, you know. The educated, drug-taking, motorcycle freedom lovers getting shot by the so-called redneck, backward-thinking, right-wing. Yeah. You know, in Deliverance, I thought they got it wrong in Deliverance in a really, really big way. Hmm. Um, hmm. And, I mean, everybody loves dueling banjos. Sure. But it's bluegrass, and bluegrass is urban music. <laughs> Nobody would know that. I, well, I would know it. Yeah. Uh, but if you went to a mountain community, uh-huh. they wouldn't be playing bluegrass licks. Okay, very interesting. Right? That's city music, mm. right? And bluegrass is played in an ensemble where everybody has their break, and yeah. you have you have your hair combed back in a pompadour, yeah. and you have something about Jesus on the side of the bus. Well, that's a production decision. It probably wasn't the... Uh, I, I think that's it bluegrass. It probably wasn't Dickie making the, the author of the novel, probably didn't even articulate the banjo music. That would have been a production. Yes. And yes, soundtrack. Of, yes, of course. And you've got but, someone. But what you would expect is, yes. is someone with a, with a banjo probably playing either two finger picking thumb lead banjo mm-hmm. or a claw hammer mm-hmm. banjo in a mountain style. Right. And that would have been, for me, knowing the music would have been far more effective. That would have been old timey. Of course it would have yeah. been old timey. So I think yeah. they got it right. They made bl- bl- bluegrass evil. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's just that the bluegrass, I don't, I don't think you would see see the bluegrass in that in that environment right. but hey i could i could be wrong you know right. i i haven't lived in in appalachia right uh but my understanding is that bluegrass is a very urban music that takes the the ideas of old time music and puts it through a kind of formula mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but interesting that you've got these guys who think they can um ecotourism in a way They've got this, um, you've got the anthropologists in the, or whatever, the sociologists in Midsummer going to some place to study. Then you have these guys, uh, Burt Reynolds and his buddies, going to like, we're going back to nature. We're going to, we're going to own this river. We're going to explore it yes, and have before, fun. Before the dam is, uh, yeah. uh, floods everything. Yeah. So it's very um, Edward Albee-ish in that way too, except that it, it, it backfires because they don't know nature. They don't know every person. They don't know that they can't control everything. Um, and they're probably representing to people in that area as big money coming in and putting a dam in our river. They may be seen as part of that um, force. So we're talking about, when you say mainstream, I would choose to call it dominant culture. And so the, you know, I define the dominant culture in, in, in the world right now as totalitarian agriculture, right? I would say that's the dominant thing. And then out of all the hundreds of ways to live, You've got a war between the elite that think they have the best way to live versus people who are just struggling to do subsistence living. And I think that that sort of happens in Midsummer. There's a bit of that subsistence in, in, idea. In Midsummer, you have the, the elite that think they have the best way to live yeah. versus the elite who think they have the yeah, best way to live. It's true. It's true. They're just on on opposite sides yeah. of a political spectrum, yeah. but, but both on the extreme opposite ends. Yes, 
and unable to communicate or negotiate. Yes. Yeah. So when when the Americans come to this village in Sweden, all they see is a bunch of people with robes. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And it's the the filmmaker who wrote it is American. So again, in horror, sometimes it's easier to use a metaphor of something else than to talk about yourself, like science fiction. It would, it would be interesting to ask him why Sweden. I know. I wonder if it's anywhere. We'll have to look it up. Yeah. But why Sweden? I know. And then why? And then to have that kind of Waldorf-esque culture in there, you know, of the of the the dance, the ritual dance, the the, the sound making while they were dancing of vowels, which I happened to take that little workshop because that freaked me out. I was like, oh, are they? They're taking the piss out of the Waldorf school or something, you know? Even though I don't know where Steiner was, if he was from Germany or from Austria or from Sweden, I'm not sure. So, unfortunately, he was anti-Semitic, but the schools and the teachers seem to be very nice. You just have to be very well off. It costs a lot of money to send oh. your kid to elementary school. So I think that's a problem. But they have... Well, we have those there, too. Right? Yeah, we do. We do. We have like, well, like Montessori, right? I'm very right? proud of us for watching a horror film and doing something different. Yeah. And so thanks for listening to this uh, this sort of mini episode uh, <laughs> uh, about um, about Midsummer. Uh, I hope you watch it. It's an unusual yeah. film. Uh, it's pretty darn well done. Mm -hmm. Lots of ideas, lots of things to talk about. We'd like you to watch it and let us know what you think. Are it's we totally on the right track on how we're thinking about it? Mm. Or do you have different ideas that, that you'd like mm -hmm. to talk about? Mm -hmm. And we would love to uh, hear from you about it. And you can uh, contact us by emailing theagency.podcast at gmail.com. That's right. And we're going to be back at oh, you soon. We are. Plus, we're going to put Patreon back up. Oh yes, we yeah. are. Um, we, we because uh, because we're running out of dough. We're on hi <laughs> hiatus, and we shut off Patreon because it wasn't fair to our patrons right. if we weren't doing episodes. Correct. Um, so if if any of you um, would like to support us with a couple of kroners here and there, go to our Patreon uh, page. Go to Patreon and search uh, the Agency Podcast. Are kroners Swedish? Uh, maybe I. Because that'd be cool if we said some Swedish money, and I can say thank you in Sweden. Tuck. <laughs> Hi, Willie and Eva. If you're listening to this, I doubt you are, but Candy knows a Swedish word. Yeah, tuck. <laughs> I know one too. IKEA. Oh yeah, that's right. Murder at IKEA. Uh, so anyway, thanks for thanks for listening. We'll be back at you real soon with uh, with another podcast. Have a great day. Bye.